Greetings and welcome to this week's Yellow Army podcast with David and Guy. Good afternoon, yeah, good Guy. Afternoon. Nice to have you along. We yep. may both sound as if we're talking through a blanket this week, but it's because yep. the man flu has hit us quite oh. hard this week, hasn't it? Courage beyond the call of duty <laughs> being is. shown on all fronts. Playing through the pain barrier yeah, here, I think. Absolutely, but, uh, Richard is not with us this week either, but um, yeah, it is. There's a lot of it about, as Spike Milligan used to say. Yes, quite. But forgive us if we sound a little bit murky, but that's the reason why. Now, we need to talk a lot about Saturday's well, game against Gateshead because yes. it, it's produced a whole agenda of things to talk about. Hasn't it has, it? and and leave out man flu. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, one guy suffered far more serious problems, did, did he not? This, I mean, obviously nobody feels worse about this than Aaron Rassi, but we were, we were sat in the stand, everything was going so well. For the Talking United new signing from Forest Green Rovers, Aaron Racine played at centre-back. With... Jared Hos- Hodgkiss from Kidderminster at right back, we should add. But we should indeed. Carry on. But, I mean, not that there'd been anything particularly amiss with the back four before Saturday, but during Saturday's game, or at least for the first 54 minutes of it, there was an authority about it. There was, They played really, really well across that back four. And then in the 54th minute... Aaron I, think, I think there was a few looks down the press box, wasn't there, during that first... 50-odd minutes, yeah, uh, which could be basically yeah, summed up in the phrase yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, 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 Much like uh, uh, one Ronald Hooth, uh, uh, yeah. uh, that sort of reaction that he inspired during well, that pre-season game against West Brom. Whatever happened to him? Let's well, digress for a moment. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. There were reports that he was living in Bristol at the time, uh, a little bit kind of mysterious to get hold of, Yeah, had an agent acting on his behalf, um, rumours that there may have been a few injuries in the past well who hasn't um, he turns up pretty at much out of the blue for that West Brom game yeah. United win 2-1 uh, against West Brom on a Monday night I think yes, it, it was, was yes. rave yeah. reviews for Ronald Hooth uh, United fans baying for his signature um, uh, one or two problems I think United may have made him an offer of sorts he may have gone. It wasn't quite what he had in mind. No, that sort of thing. Uh, off he goes. There were rumours that he'd signed for somebody like Bangor in North Wales. Yeah. Who was playing there. Well, he's certainly not surfaced for any sort of. Senior he's not club a legend in, this in the tiny village of Total Network Solutions. Is yeah, it? no. As far as far as I know, I mean, it may be remiss of me that I haven't sort of worked a little bit harder on it. But there we are. So that was a centre half that we thought, wow, you know, yeah. in, in the wake of Angus McDonald going off to Barnsley. Um, uh, uh, you know, and then last Saturday, Aaron Racine. Uh, it, I, you're right. It, it wasn't that you know people like Ben Gering and and uh, Giancarlo Galifuoco and, mm-hmm. and one or two other lads who played at right centre back were, were total disasters. The the reason why Kevin Nicholson got Racine, and he'd worked quite hard to get him as absolutely. well. Absolutely, Hodgkiss in was yeah. not just because what they could do with their feet and their heads, it was what was between their ears. Yeah. And we, almost from the first whistle, you could hear both of them. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, and that was exactly part of the package that Nicholson was going for. And then, uh, um, you know, he, he goes in for this tackle, uh, the winger cuts in, his leg gives way from under him, and yeah. then the winger lands on top of him and that compounds the problem and both the um, both sets of cruci- uh, cruciate ligaments have, yeah. um, have been ruptured and it That's is a, a, it long, is a injury, long, it? long injury. Yeah. Apart from anything else on a particular, you know, which is, you imagine for him, I mean, you know, this is going to take a year out of his mm-hmm. career. 
Um, I, my, I'm not an expert in this, as you will readily know. Uh, I, I've got the impression that with injuries as complicated and as complete as that, you have to solve one set of ligaments with one operation and then go in and tackle the others. It's, it's, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So I, I might be wrong with that, yeah. but that, that's the impression I was given, is that, is that it's not just a question of going in and just doing everything and coming out and saying, Bob's your uncle. I think it may be a bit more complicated than that. Um, so, you know, you, you, your heart goes out to him. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he, he certainly looked as if he could do, do a job for us, he didn't did. he? Um, and he's a talky player, though, isn't he? So he well, that's another interesting point. United signed him until the end of the season on loan okay. from, yeah. from Forest Green. Now, he's gone back, obviously. He's not here now. Uh, and uh, various United officials were looking at me with eyebrows raised on Saturday night as to... Ooh. How does that work? Um, technically speaking, United uh, are, you know, have agreed to cover his wages between now and the end of the season. But um, I think the phrase Kevin, Kevin Nicholson used at his press conference earlier today was, uh, "We're having a chat with Forrest Green about that." Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, it would be hugely expensive for United to be shelling out for a player who, who no, you know, is, right, is, yeah. is, can't play for them. Uh, but. I suppose you know, as long as relations between United and Forest Green are reasonably cordial, which yeah, I think they cordial, are, aren't they? Um, yeah. hopefully something can be thrashed yeah. out. In the meantime, of course, um, you know Kevin Nicholson, he, but young Paul Rooney from Millwall, of course, who's the other lad yeah. who's, who's played in that slot and actually came on and did okay for in receiving he did place right, on Saturday. He? Yeah. <coughs> well, when, when you <coughs> consider in, in the Gateshead game. The incident involving Racine was the equaliser for Gateshead, it and was. Torquay then yeah. showed a great deal of character, as Nico said after the match, and pushed on and won the game in some style. Well, I, you know, the 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 whole point of these situations is goals change games, don't they? And and uh, that equaliser coming at, at the time of it did Gateshead went into that match on a hell of a good run. Yeah, they'd only lost eight times this season, uh, up to eighth place in the league, playing okay. Neil Aspin, their manager, was able to leave two players on the bench on Saturday yeah. and scored 19 goals between them this season, and Danny Johnson and Sam Jones. Didn't they look useful when they came well, on? Danny Johnson, that shot of Danny oh, Johnson's straight the strike. Nobody would have begrudged him that. No. Not even the die-hardest, if that's even a word, talky fan on the pop side would have begrudged him that one. Well, I'm not sure, Guy, but still, never mind. No, I'm, yeah, from a football yeah. point of view, yes, you're right. But but uh, So he was able to bring those those sort of players on. Yeah. So, so Gates, Gateshead you know, are bound to come back at United in the second half, they duly did. Now, when the equaliser goes in, we've all seen these games at Plainmore, haven't we, before, and including this season, where you think, oh dear, this could go wrong. United, within five minutes of conceding the equaliser, regained the lead, and I think that was crucial to the outcome of the match. And have you spoken to Paul Rooney or Dan Sparks? Who, whose goal is that? I've spoken to both of them, and Paul Rooney is adamant that he got a touch on it. <laughs> Fair <laughs> and, enough. Yeah. Uh, good, well, great, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. the old corridor of uncertainty free kick, yeah. uh, in swinger from the right, keeper can't come, defenders don't know what to do with it, um, yeah. and Rooney got in and it was 2 1. So it's Rooney's uh, goal. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, and, and that, I think, was crucial to the, to the well, it, obviously it was, yeah. uh, to, to, to the outcome of the match. Then, of course, you get an absolute barrage from Gateshead for the next 20, 25 minutes. Uh, they hit the bar, they hit the post through yeah. Johnson's tremendous shot. And in between those two incidents, uh, Brendan Moore 
made an absolutely astonishing save not, with his legs. Still not quite sure how, how he much did he that. knew about yeah. no, how much but he, he knew about it. But he threw himself in the, right in the in, yeah. he threw himself yeah. in the direction of the ball, and the shot appears to hit his knee and go up over the bar. When you think, well, it's in. Yeah. Um, and uh, I thought United hung in there pretty well in those circumstances. They, they, they worked hard. They kept going. Um, Williams on his own up front kept chasing and chasing and chasing which of course is the the one thing that Kevin Nicholson has been sort of querying about him since the start of the season um, uh, uh, I thought Sean McGinty was tremendous yes. at centre back yeah. on, on Saturday um, there was one moment late in the game where there was a cross came in and, and he was running across his own penalty area and the ball is there to be won and there's a forward coming in and a centre half has to put his head there, yeah. knowing there's a good chance he's going to take one, and and McGinty did and cleared and, and cleared, yeah. cleared the header out, um, and then what? There was six minutes of stoppage time, which was quite right. Yeah, yeah. Cause didn't didn't think the referee had a great game on Saturday, but Craig Higgs, but Hicks, but still, he, no one could have argued with the six minutes of stoppage time. And then Brett Williams comes up yeah. with that great finish, three-one. Uh, and on paper, it looks. A great, great win. It was a great result for yes. United. Yeah. Um, Kevin Nicholson has since admitted, both after the game and he was saying again today, he said, look, you know, we did not play great last Saturday. Mm. Um, but we are in January, sorry, stroke February. Yeah, February now. It is the time of year. It's been hammering down for most of the week. Uh, the pitches are not like they are in August. And this is a time of year for getting stuck in. Yeah. And uh, um, you know, giving as little away as possible. Now they did that last Saturday. And they'll have to do it again. And they'll have to do and it again, again. again. Not yeah. just this weekend, but over yeah. the next few weekends. Okay, just to tidy up some of the loose ends. Then, if what happens at centre back, do you think now? Then, for well, I'm sure Giancarlo Gallifuoco looks yeah. as if he's favourite to come in on Saturday. That's quite a big ask in itself because he hasn't played since um, being uh, picking yeah. up a knee ligament injury and sort of recovering from it. Um, and obviously centre-half is quite a demanding position yeah. you can't sort of if and but there because um, Ben Goering is out on loan he's out he's on loan and won't be recalled no. uh, mainly because you can't recall somebody at the, you know, uh, he's only went out last week yeah. um, there, in other words there isn't a 24-hour recall clause um, so you've got him the other alternatives would be a man Verma possibly playing centre-back yeah. although I don't think he really enjoys that role no. he's played right-back as well um, and um, uh, Lathaniel Rotona can play. Can play he has played in there. Hasn't he? He has We've played seen him playing there yeah. before. That raises another interesting point, and we obviously ran it past Kevin Nicholson this yeah. week. You are keeping yourself in, Nick. Uh, Kevin, aren't you? And he said, "I absolutely am," because if Lathaniel Rotona, either during the course of a game or in any other circumstance, yeah. has to go inside, then Nicholson yeah. is the only sort of specialist left back left. Uh, if that's the right phrase, he, he would love um, that on a paddy field at Bromley on Saturday. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, at least for half an hour, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the meantime, he's gone back to the list that produced yeah. Racine, uh, and he's trying very hard to, to bring somebody in. And I think, from what I understand, uh, 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 of course, we keep going off on tangents. In the, all in the meantime, we've all been hoping he's going to sign a centre forward. Um, we've kind of uh, forgotten that. We've, we've yes, sort of forgotten yeah. that in, in all of this. Um, uh, and I, there's, there's no immediate signs of that's ha that happening. Uh, Sean Howard is out of the equation at the moment with a, uh, a family bereavement, mm. uh, very upsetting for him. Um, and uh, he's, apart from anything else, his wife's just about to give birth their second child as well. So I think he'll be out of it this weekend. Yeah. 
Um, so that restricts the options up front even more. So um, I think the point we were making when we were chatting beforehand was that what seemed like possibly a, a, an improving settled we did, situation we, we in the space say, of 90 minutes yeah. it's it's uh, we it's said on the podcast that either last week or the week before that everything was starting to fall into place quite. we shouldn't have said it really, no should we? absolutely not um but um now all so. of a sudden there's there's plenty of uh, question marks but uh one um, one major plus i thought from saturday's game um was that it's the first chance the home fans had had to see luke young back in action yep since he was injured up at Tranmere. Yes. Um, and what a difference he made in the midfield, simply through his work rate. Again, we're not saying that it was all doom and gloom before he was in there, but to put Luke Young, a player of that quality, back into that midfield made a massive difference. I yes, and, and, and uh, you know, I've, I've done a piece that will be on our website shortly on, on, uh, with Brett Williams, and, and he, he, he's saying that when you're playing on your own up front, it's crucial to have somebody... Supporting you from yeah. midfield, that knows what he's doing, uh, and he said, I think he described uh, Luke Young as a very smart player, and Young can play that role. Uh, um, yeah. You know, he, he's 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 got the football to do it. He can shoot. He can pass the ball. Um, uh, all right, he might not be. Um, Usain Bolt, but he can get around he's the pitch. He's quick, though, isn't he? He uh, gets in the faces of defenders. He's, he gets his tackles and, in. And he'll just, in other words, if you're the opposing manager and you're looking at the Torquay team, mm -hmm. you have to go, uh-oh, Luke Young attacking midfield, supporting yeah. striker. We've got to make sure somebody we don't leave him on his mm -hmm. own too often. And I always think in football, golden rule, always do what the opposition don't want you to do. Yeah. Um, so uh, Get the ball to Luke Young. Yeah, so fingers crossed that that, sure. that, that carries on. Okay, we made a lot of notes before we started this podcast. We need to. We've mentioned Jared Hodgkiss, but I think he's worth another mention. He had a, a good, yeah, good he start, did. didn't he? He did. Uh, I mean, you know, we're talking about nuts and bolts, yeah. bog standard stuff, aren't we? And Kevin Nicholson made the point that the very first thing Jared Hodgkiss did on Saturday was get the ball, chip it down the line into the into the channel. David Fitzpatrick got after it, the winger chased it down, got hold of the ball, and straight away Gateshead are facing their own goalkeeper and, and in their own half yeah. of the pitch. And Hodgkiss, I think, accompanied the pass with an instruction. You know, <laughs> yes, uh, and, I thought I heard yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, this is this is what proper football's about, isn't yeah. it? And and uh, um, you, you you could certainly hear him most of Saturday afternoon, couldn't you? And that's part of that's a big part of why Nicholson got him and, and Racine in. And we uh, we've overlooked um, Fitzpatrick again as well. Another really. Really good game. Don't want to Saturday. don't want to sort of cast more doom and gloom over it, but um, he's got two more games, and then he will go back to AFC yeah. Wimbledon this Saturday against Bromley and home to Macclesfield, and then that's it. His loan will finish. He's yeah. on a ninety-three day loan, and when you do sign players on ninety-three days, that's the end of it. You can't keep getting them back. Uh, United will have had him for what three months, something like yeah. that, just three and a half months, something like that. What a um, good player he's been, and and he's got better and better yeah. and better, and and th that's a good example, isn't it, of somebody from a, a higher division club, a league club, Wimbledon in, in League One, you know, not getting in their first team, not getting on their bench, goes out to Torquay, quite tough. Yeah, he, he joined them. I remember his debut was at Guiseley, where United had an absolute horror yes. show, and he went yeah. on in the second half there, and he's hung in there, and he's worked, and he's worked, and he's worked. All right, he's not the finished article yet, but he's getting better and he's, better with every game. He'll do for us, won't he? Exactly. And he takes a goal well, and he he's, he he can score a goal yeah. uh, and sees a goal as well, yeah. um, and has the guts to go for it as well. Can go inside and out. I'm I'm, I'm convinced he's much better on the right hand side than 
doing the other thing on the left, but yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, no, he's been a big plus, so fingers crossed he can contribute a bit more over these next two games. But that's interesting. Keeping him beyond the two games is not a possibility. No, it isn't. There's no, no, no. There's no means of doing that, no, is there? No, the 93-day the, the rule ends at 93 days, and, and that's it. You have the option. 93 days is, what, yeah. three months? Yeah. Um, and and with a player like that, uh, you know, unless Wimbledon decide to release him, which I don't think is it's unlikely uh, now, uh, isn't unlikely, it? Yeah. I think you know he'll yeah. go back and he'll try and see if he can force his way in. His contract's up at the end of the season. He wants to see if he can get another one. Yeah, good stuff. Um, the list of things that have happened since we were here the last week it goes on. Jamie Robber, yes, in, interesting. It's a shame that it didn't fall together for him. Good. Brendan Moore has made that goalkeeping position his own he has he? Uh, and I, I, I you, you need to have been around the club to know what a popular bloke Jamie Robert was yeah. he was a very well liked lad um, got his head down realised he was up against it to get Brendan yeah. Moore out but supported Moore all the time Worked very hard in training. Uh, decent keeper. United fans yeah. have never sort of really got to see it, which, is, he, which he is a shame. He played at Salt Ash. Did he play at Salt Yeah, he Ash? did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I've seen him play somewhere. Yeah, it might have been Salt Ash. I think it was there. Um, or was it Tiverton? Oh, I, uh, I, I think I saw him play at Tiverton. But no, uh, and, and of course, whilst he's been at Torquay and not in the team, um, he was sort of sharing the Gibraltar international goalkeeper spot with another lad from... I think he plays for Dartford or something like okay. that. Yeah. His name escapes me at the moment. Um, but whilst he's, you know, he slipped out of that spot, and and that that has always been a s source of huge pride for him. And I think he's just felt, well, I've given it a go. Yeah. I couldn't break into the team here. Um, you know, I'll cut my losses and, yeah. and and go back home and resume his life in Gibraltar. And and good luck to him. Has he got a um, move to one of the clubs in Gibraltar? Because it's quite a thriving league in Gibraltar. It's, isn't it? it's a funny setup in Gibraltar. They all play in the same stadium. Yeah. Um, all these these about. There's only room for two. one. I well, suppose. It's, <laughs> yes, it isn't. It isn't a big place, is it? So he's he's gone back there. Um, uh, his family all live there, mm -hmm. and, and I'm sure he'll resurface in a, even if. Probably if we check this weekend, he'll probably have turned out for somebody. Yeah. Um, but a real nice guy, and um, um, yeah, he, he'll be missed uh, yeah. around Seal Hain. And you spoke to Brett Williams today about yeah. the, um, the, the the travails of working as a lone striker. Yes, and not he seems only that. to be quite enjoying it. Though, well, he? funny enough, he, he's, I hadn't realised. He said I actually started the playoff final for Forest Green last year on, on, on yeah. his own up front. Um, and he's done the job before. He's 29 years old, for goodness sake. He's bound to have done it from time to time. We had a chat about that, and, and, and you know, obviously he's always traditionally played off a, mm. a centre-forward. He's a, he's a finisher, isn't he? Um, uh, uh, and, and we had a chat about that, and obviously the fact that he hasn't been in the team for quite a long time. I mean, he's, 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 his strike rate is... is he's is, on a run as well, isn't well, he? Well, he, yeah. he's scored five goals from ten starts this season. Yeah. Right, there have been plenty more substitute appearances, but... Um, you know, if you break it down like that, and obviously he scored three in the last three games. Mm. Um, uh, Kevin Nicholson recalled him to the starting lineup for the first time since I think it was Geisley away, which was in early yeah. November uh, against Gateshead last Saturday, and he beavered away up front pretty well. He did, uh, and then when the chance came for him to to do what he's out there to do, he certainly took it, took didn't it he? Well, didn't uh, he? And, and it's um, not that long ago, he wasn't even making the bench, wasn't he? There was a spell no. where Oof. he wasn't part of That's Nico's right. plans. A lot of eyebrows raised. Yeah. 
Um, obviously, you, you kept asking about it. Oh no, he's you know he's still he's still part of the club, and and, yeah. uh, and you know Ke- Kevin was made no secret of the fact that he you know he felt he he just wasn't working mm. as hard as he should have been to make the most of this you know obvious finishing ability. Um, but uh, anyway, he's back he's back in the fold yeah. now, and if he keeps on he keeps on going like he yeah. is at the moment, he's undroppable, isn't he? So, he is indeed. Uh, um, yeah, we'll see. It's it's uh, you just have this feeling that when he gets in those positions, you yeah. know, he is the best finisher in the club. You know, uh, uh, it's a bit like Ashley Yeoman used to be a yeah. couple of years ago. Stick Ashley Yeoman in front of goal with a ball, and it mostly ends up in the back of the net. Um, uh, and uh, uh, I, I think that the the, the 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 job at the moment with only him up front is you just have to work and work and work and work. Mm-hmm. In the in in the belief that a chance will come along, yeah, by hook or by crook, for you to for you to do it, and and uh, when you have got three and three games, your belief that that's going to happen obviously increases. Indeed. Now, a couple of, of slightly less on the field matters. Um, we we have a news from Jeff Harrop. Yeah, uh, um, it was rather a bit, bit concerning at the end of last week. Well, over the weekend, there were reports on Saturday that Jeff Harrop had been taken into hospital. He's the United's new general manager, of course, back at the club. Yeah. Uh, used to run the club's academy and then went off when United's academy was shut in 2015, went off to relaunch Yeovil's yeah. uh, academy. With just some as he, success. Just, well. yes, yeah, absolutely. Just as he had done yeah. here six, seven years before. Um that he'd been taken to hospital. People say rush to hospital, don't they? I always think you usually are rushed to hospital. Yeah, they, they, you don't, don't saunter to hospital, <laughs> do you? So, but anyway, he was—he'd uh, been taken to hospital, and it turned out, you know, he had a, a, a stomach mm-hmm. problem that needed yeah. attending to fairly urgently. Uh, that's been done. He's back home, and I've spoken to him, and he's very, very relieved to be home. Good. Um, yeah. And he's in good spirits, yeah. and and um, we'll get well has, soon. From yes, us. absolutely, and yeah. and he's recovering, and. He was even talking about going in the club and getting back to work this week. Do you think that's wise? Well, I did say to him, "Going to say, just you know, give yourself a give yourself a day or two. But on on that front, I mean, that's a that's a, you know because he is obviously going to be a very important part of Riviera Stadium Limited's plans yeah. for the whole club moving forward. Um, on that score, I, I do get the impression that um, they are. Pretty, that they have got the fact, in quotes, got that United badly need to make sure that this status in the National League is preserved yeah. first. Yeah, that's the uh, first. That has to be. That's yeah, right. The then, line, then it? everything else follows on from yeah. that. Uh, having said that, I, I do have the pretty good impression that that they are pressing ahead with um, their sort of overall plans for uh, um, before they can even start to tackle. What may or yeah. may not be a new stadium development, or etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They need to get playing more, more productive. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. To up the revenue from around the club, and I think that's a big part of their plans. It's what they do anyway. Do you um, think having seen Sutton do so well on a plastic pitch, yeah, the weekend will have guided anybody's thinking towards you know maybe that's the answer for Torquay because that that's a revenue stream, isn't it? It is. Uh, <laughs> It's, it wasn't it's, a bad game on that pitch, no, no, was no, no. it? It it's, was okay. It's a real tough one, isn't it? I think all of us have kind of almost irrational, if you want to call it, but emotional 
reluctance about this whole thing of a plastic yeah. pitch. That it just doesn't seem quite right. And having seen the two games that United have played at Sutton and then at Maidstone, and I've talked to the United players about it, and we've we, we, we've 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 said, look, you know, there's no excuses trying to be made. None, none of the players I've chatted to about it ever said, oh well, we lost because of the pitch. But when you push them yeah. hard enough, they all say. It's just different, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and you can't go in in the same way that you do on grass, that, that, that you're not quite sure about the bounce, bounce of the ball. I know, I remember chatting to Sean McGinty about it, and he said the difference between Sutton, I think it was Sean McGinty, Sutton and Maidstone was marked. Really? Yeah, yeah. Sutton's pitch was much softer than Maidstone's. Yeah. Now these are two 3G pitches. They should be pretty much the same. There you they? are. Yeah. But, no, I didn't but maybe one is older than another. Yeah. I think Sutton's might yeah. be older than Maidstone's, that sort of thing. All these things are, are you know, factored in. So, um, uh, you know, it, it's, it is difficult. Yeah. The crazy thing is that everybody assumed that these artificial pitches at Sutton and Maidstone would be a huge advantage to the home teams. Well, Sutton's hasn't been bad. But yeah. Maidstone, before they beat United up there 10 days ago, had the worst home record in the division. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but certainly, United watching United play, I mean, they played poorly and they got beaten, and that's the end of it. But they just didn't look no. happy on it no. or at home on it. And as much as managers like Kevin Nicholson, you know, quite rightly can train on an all weather down here all week to try and get people used to it, etc. Yeah. But even here, uh, I mean, I was talking to uh, talking. I was watching Paul Tisdale, the, the manager of Exeter City. Well done to them, by the way. What a run they're on. They are, aren't they? Talking yeah. about their new 3G pitch out at the Cat and Fiddle training ground and what a huge boon it is and how it's central to the club's development mm. and all that sort of stuff. And, and exactly, I'm sure it is. But you have to, you know, with, with experienced pros particularly, pros who you have to look after a little bit, they've mm. been through the mill, etc., there's a reluctance for, by, by most senior pros to train on all weather pitches too often yeah um, now whether that's just mental or whether it's physical or not, I don't know I in know some Keith, ways it doesn't matter if it's there well then. exactly yeah. I know Keith Hill at Rochdale yeah. fantastic manager and what a great job he's done at that club as well they train on all weather almost every day of the week mm. and I think Paul, Di Paul Tisdale was hinting at something similar at Exeter do that as well. uh, now yeah. whether it's whole complete sessions or whether it's just right now we'll have a five-a-side on the all-weather yeah. at the end of it all I'm not I'm, I'm not sure um, but getting back to your original point well you know from a revenue point of view uh, um, y it's staring you in the it face sense, isn't it, isn't it? Um, yeah but uh, but where RSL are concerned uh, um, I think we are looking at the moment on all the you know attendant stuff catering um, you know they're very keen on all of this, and I yeah. think, um, fingers crossed, that we are where we are next season, and everything's still in place. I think the fans might be uh, surprised and intrigued by some of the yeah. sort of offers that that, okay. that, that will be uh, um, put together by by the owners for for, for next season on that match day stuff. You know yeah. what you can get. You know, uh, this is what they do at Speedway and things that's, like that. That's, that's one of yeah. the things they specialise in. Now, talking of pitches, which brings us quite neatly, I hope, to the uh, the end of the podcast, Bromley Ooh. on Saturday. Now, you were up in that neck of the woods yesterday, Tom. I, I, I drove, I, well, I, it wasn't South London, but I drove through through London, had quite a long day on the road, and um, 
uh, it was hammering down. Yeah, um, so it's it's going to take a stud at the very least. Well, isn't it? It, uh, of course, Hayes Lane is where happy memories for United last season. It was the place where they actually clinched. Yes, finally yeah. clinched the Great Escape with a two-nil win. Some great photographs. Our friends at Pinnacle took some fantastic pictures that day. They did the celebration pictures. Yeah, that, um, um, Angus, Angus McDonald scoring, yeah. I think, and and all the United players in the crowd. Yeah. Nathan Smith and Danny Racky in with the United fans great leaping set of up and down. Photographs they are. Um, and Courtney Richards scored with a peach of a free kick. Yes. To finish he it off he that had afternoon. a little spell of those at he the did, end of the season, yeah. didn't he? Um, so it's got good memories, but uh, from what we understand and from some of the pictures we've seen recently, the, there ain't an awful lot of grass on it no. at the moment. Of course, what they have had up there, which we haven't experienced quite as badly down there, is some really cold temperatures, and the pitch yeah. has been frozen. I mean, people would have recorded lots of games being off up there recently. Um, so they've and had then, frost and, and rain now a, a, a and real yeah, downpour. Yeah. Um, and very sensibly, Kevin Nicholson has said, "Right, well, you know, we're not we're not going to try and train on our all weather when we're going to uh, uh, play on a on a, on something different on Saturday. So he, you know, you 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 train as you hope to play. So he's been they've been sploshing about at Seal Hain most of this week um, on very soft, boggy yeah. uh, pitches." Um, if anything, to try and so they, they'll get, be prepared. If get them else. hopefully get prepared. But um, of course, there's more rain to come, so yep. we'll, we'll, we'll need we'll to see. Keep we're looking out, out the window. The sun's shining on Thursday afternoon over Torquay. It looks lovely and dry out there, but it's not going to last. No, so we'll just have to keep an eye on it. Uh, Bromley, uh, all um, United beat them one 0 earlier in the season, yep. didn't they? First home game, I think it was. I think it was. Um, and so they'll be going for what would be a very welcome double. Mm. Um, you know this. Making sure that beating relegation is not done yet, not by no. not by a long way. They need to put some results together and some performances together. Um, all through the season, they've kept coming up with, you know, oh, that's a good win. Oh, we didn't see that coming, and then dropping back down again. Yeah. Bit and, of consistency. Um, bit bit needed of consistency needed, and it will all revolve around not conceding goals yeah. um, and and to keep. Uh, um, Gateshead restricted. I know Gateshead were a little bit unlucky, but to keep them to a penalty last Saturday and for them not to score in open play, I know they hit, hit the woodwork twice, um, was a pretty good effort. Yeah. So um, more of that. Keep it up. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Kevin Nicholson has made it point. He, he he was very. He said he was stressing. Look, it was not great against Gateshead. Uh, you know, let's not get carried no. away by a, a three-one win. Um, so. Uh, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, right. Wasn't it? Wasn't it badly needed? No, it was indeed. We've reached the end of this week's podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for putting up with us, both speaking as if we've been uh, in, in diving suits or something. But the man flu has got both of us. Hope it hasn't got you. If you're heading up to Bromley, give them a cheer for us. As ever, come on, you yellows.